The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there. You found the taxi stand hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? And good morning, everybody. Welcome aboard. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network from the ShaladaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. Over there to my left, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but uh, over there to my left, nonetheless, from the Radio TFI Executive Tower in, uh, Jesus Christ. Anyways, (laughs) you totally did it to me. All right. From the Radio TFI Tower in, I think it's in Queens, if I'm not mistaken, unless it got moved. (laughs) It's the one and only Ed Van Ness. Now, what the hell is your problem here? First off, good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've had a fine, fantastic week. Uh, Welcome aboard. Uh, For those of you uh, listening, uh, what John's referring to is I was pointing to an area on my face. John, being the uh, narcissistic bastard that he is, thought it was about him. It was not about him. John, what I'm pointing at is where I cut myself shaving this morning. You see, I don't have that problem. I guess I didn't no. even think about that. No, you don't. You're a you're a mountain man that lives out in the wild, and uh, but we trust everybody's doing well. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. There's um, we got some interesting goodies. Um, we don't usually mention this here, but stick around for the for hour number two for just killing time. We have the finals on uh, uh, the final results on John and Ed. Versus the spread, and I got to tell you, you're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised. Everybody's going to be. I was surprised at the uh, at the final outcome. We'll talk more about that in an hour two. And uh, John, how the hell are you today, son? Well, well, I couldn't be better if I was twins. I, uh, for uh, those of you who uh, uh, didn't catch it on Twitter, uh, I was able to conduct a. A little interview here uh, yesterday, and I'll go into it a little bit more uh, in depth here before we uh, uh, before we play it. But uh, it was it was enjoyable. Um, my uh, my good buddy 
from Arkansas, Kara, uh, came on board and uh, helped me with the interview. And I'll, I'll leave it from I'll leave it at that until we actually queue it up. But it was it was a uh, it was actually a good time. It really was. Well, we, we, we're looking forward to that. And since you're in a happy mood, we're going to make you so much happier because it's time for John's favorite segment. I was in a good mood. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch brought to you by Pete Tony's down by the highway. Over close the week at 34.77, up 47 cents. Lift closed the week at 11.28, up 97 cents. Close the week at 208.31, up $11.42. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Pete and Tony says, howdy. <laughs> Have you noticed there, uh, Lyft, Lyft's uh, stock price is actually lower than the amount Tesla went up this week. You can just barely get lunch with, uh, with the Tesla. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, <laughs> before we forget, here he is from... The one, the only, the uh, currently being sought by six different municipalities. Bill Fancher, ladies and gentlemen. Bill Fancher. Good morning, Bill. Howdy, y'all. If that didn't make your ears bleed, nothing will. (laughs) You you went all in on that one. That's it. Uh, Yeah, I guess he did. uh, I want to take a look. I want to take the lead here for a second. Uh, as a lot of you may or may not know, yesterday uh, we got word that Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter, 98 years old, uh, has been sent home with hospice care. Uh, so it appears that he's been in uh, the hospital recently, and apparently he and the family have decided it's just time to let, let nature take its course. And... Uh, Jimmy Carter, I, I mean, he hasn't passed yet, but I, I defy anybody to pick out a man or woman or, 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 or anything human, human or otherwise that has lived a more fulfilling and enriching life that has helped more people asking nothing in return. And uh, when he didn't have to. Especially in his later years, he was still pounding nails, and mm-hmm. uh, at, at like ninety-something years old. By the way, nails was his nickname for Rosalind. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. Boom, <laughs> boom. Yeah, thank you. I, I I will say this: Jimmy Carter walked the walk. He was uh, he he worked at his Christianity. He didn't he didn't uh, no he didn't throw it in your it. face. He didn't throw it in your face, and it is well established here in these parts of the internet that I am not a man of faith at all. I, I, I'm okay with other people. You do you. But I will tell you this. Jimmy Carter, also being the first president I ever voted for, if he sat me down and wanted to have a nice long talk about Christianity and to try to bring me into his fold, I would listen and probably follow him. Because the man, the man just did the right thing. He, he is a true believer. He, and we will be, compared to some of the other schmucks we've had, I'm sorry, a schmuck 
We'll be sad to see see President Carter go, but we're also fortunate that we've had him for this long. So There's no no doubt about that. So, so I'll, I'll I'll back off from that. I'm sure we'll have a lot more to say when the time eventually comes. Let's face it, when it comes to life, nobody gets out alive. We're all we're all facing that eventually. Yeah, uh, you all go out toes first. That's right. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll hand it off to you guys. You know, I I'll tell you. Jimmy Carter is probably going to be one of these guys. We're sitting there kind of now just anticipating you keep checking your phone to see, you know, mm. uh, when, if, when it eventually happens, I, it would make my heart feel so good. If whatever happened, whatever miracle, if you believe in miracles, what happened where he just finally put it in the Lord's hands and said, uh, you know, okay, go, you know, I'm, tapping out per se but um I, I would it would make my heart feel so good if for some reason he'd have some sort of a miraculous recovery and you know i realize that's not what hospice is all about but you know stranger things have happened i guess but nope. uh, well i mean you know you got a point i i will say ed uh i did not vote for him uh that was early on in my life when i was a Republican. Right. And, and, uh, but I think he has done more after he left oh. the presidency than most presidents do in a lifetime. And whether or not I liked him or not as, as a president, I respected him because he didn't espouse trash and garbage. Uh, I mean, you, you knew he was basically a decent and honest man. Truly a man of the people. Absolutely. And There's he had so many things he had so many things go wrong for him that were quite frankly, I'll say out of his control Oh, his, no doubt. Well the Iran it, hostage thing was Yes. Well you know, and that's and then the uh when they tried to rescue the hostages and they had all the that uh uh, that all went backwards and what have you. So right. there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reasons why he why he probably didn't make it to a second term, but none of them would have had to do with the fact that the, he you know even when in office he talked to you you know he was uh, a plain a straight shooter even in office he mm -hmm. didn't try to sugarcoat anything and a uh, gentleman far gentleman farmer. Yeah, and you never had any damn scandals. I can't nope. think of anything that happened while he was in there. Nope. Other than nope. the rabbit jumping up on into his boat. <laughs> well, if that's the worst thing that happened, you can it's, say you lived a good life. There, there is a vid video making the rounds again on Twitter, and uh, it's from some. I'm saying probably ten years ago. Jimmy Carter getting on a commercial flight. And going down the aisle and shaking hands with everybody on the plane. Apparently, he did that all the time. Apparently, That's he awesome. did that all the time. You know, Mr. President, Mr. And let's face it, uh, there's still a lot of us around who were there when when he was president, and we do you know, do re remember him. And and again, I I think uh, we're not going to be the only people saying these kind of things, and we're not saying it because he's he's. Uh, Getting close to, uh, you know, move on to the next construction site. I, 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 I believe I speak for all of us when 
we sincerely appreciate the fact that we've had Jimmy Carter in our in our lives. Yeah, that's one of the things you can look at in life and say, yeah, he 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 definitely one of the good ones, you know. No question. Uh, uh, you know, you make that reference again, you know, to Christianity. Yes, he's a, a very faithful man. Right. And he put, like, and you said this, he basically put his money where his mouth was when it came to Christianity. He didn't use Christianity to bash other people. He used Christianity to enrich other people. And um, There's a couple of memes out there. I wish I had saved one or two. Uh, actually, I might have one here that really lays out. Um, also, I wish Twitter would stop putting people's names up there. You know, just say like Jimmy Carter, not quite dead yet. You know, those kind of things. It's, oh, come uh, on. <laughs> I know what, what happens is that they'll see, you'll see in trending and mm-hmm. this whole list of things. You'll see Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. And there's certain people you see the name. And you go, oh, my God. Did he die? You know, well, and, and, I I until you guys told me this morning, I I wasn't aware of what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so we, uh, I'm I'm coming up on this uh, on this. Now, this is going to sound a little morbid in a in a kind of strange way, but would it not be appropriate if he passed tomorrow? On President's Day. On President's oh, Day. President's Day. Well, that's definitely an interesting thought. <laughs> I'm not wishing it on anyone, oh, no, but <laughs> I understand. No, I totally understand. But it's well, just I mean... uh, unfortunately, as much as I would uh, like to believe this not to be the case, that he's in hospice, and I have to understand that if he did, he didn't go into hospice care because they expect him to come out fresh as a daisy in a couple of days. So. No, 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 that don't uh, happen. Of course not. Of course not. And uh, he, he's right now, he is, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be there, peaceful, go peacefully with, with his friends and family around him. Uh, here's one of the ones I was looking for. Jimmy Carter is an elegant reminder that Christianity is a practice and not a declaration. A good one. Yep, uh, he did. He did what he had to do, and let's not forget he was a nuclear engineer when he was in the navy as well. Yes, he was. I was going to say he was a a navy ossifer. Yeah, yeah, he was. No. Except the only thing was he could never pronounce nuclear very well. <laughs> well, that's that southern drawl. Most of us can't. I he used nuclear, to pronounce nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. Here's, a, here's another. This is a quote from Jimmy Carter. If you don't want your tax dollars to help the poor, then stop saying you want a country based on Christian values because you don't. Bingo. Slap. Bingo. The, the, the make-believe evangelicals that exist now, the ones that, uh, you know, ju- just be... Uh, just love Trump. Uh, they they wouldn't be able to stand Carter right now because no. he he wouldn't put up with their nonsense. And uh, 
Well, the, the the main reason I didn't vote for him back in 76, that, that was the very first election I was able to vote in, was I kept saying, how can you trust a man that does nothing but smile? <laughs> you know, he's got something to hide there. But he did the same thing. I, yeah. I have another I have another quote here from, from President Carter. I have one life and one chance to make it count for something. My fate demands that I do whatever I can, wherever I am, whenever I can, for as long as I can, with whatever I have to try to make a difference. And I believe he succeeded in that. Uh, unquestionably. You know, Absolutely. and uh, and again, we'll 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 talk more about President Carter when the time comes, as everyone one will. And uh, hi, I'm Jimmy Carter, and I'm running for president. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I just have to before we move on from this. I got to ask Bill, did you ever try Billy beer? Believe it or not, yes, I did. I believe you, you had to, you had to at least try it. I don't think we saw it up here in New York, to be quite honest. I it heard was, about it. It was terrible. <laughs> it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> For those of you not familiar, <laughs> Billy Carter was, was Jimmy Carter's brother. And he was known to uh, tip back one or two every now and again. <laughs> that was Billy Carter's whole thing. He was a drunk. 12 ounce a Billy. <laughs> <laughs> And it was Billy that got attacked by the rabbit, wasn't it? Or was it Jimmy? No, it was Jimmy. No, it was Jimmy got attacked by the okay. rabbit. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, nobody had a worse time in a fishing boat since Fredo. <laughs> uh, no, Billy Beer, unfortunately, I was still, uh, You're a, I pup. Was still a teeny a few yeah, years I, away. I forgot to try that. Never did. I saw it. It made, saw it made pig's eye beer taste great, John. Oh, <laughs> only, I can only imagine. Uh huh. Remember the commercials? I remember the Billy Bill, or Billy Beer commercials. Definitely. Again, we didn't see them here. So. All right. Well, guys, what do you what do you say? We kind of uh, roll here. This this will be. Uh, for well, for all of us, technically, this will be our uh, twenty-one minute break. Um, well, don't put it that way. Well, yeah, I know that made it sound wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, we never, we never. Uh, let me explain this real quick. If I, I you know, we have before you go any further, <laughs> let me let let let's rewind that. We're about to play an interview that John conducted yesterday. And neither Bill or myself have heard this interview. So I'm sure we will both be wrapped with attention to listen in. I'm not considering it a break. I'm considering it uh, 20 minutes. I ain't got to listen to the guy below me. <laughs> but uh, no, the thing, uh, the thing is, is, you know, for those who don't know, we, I put up a series of videos every week and, there for a while it was oh well it was a minute fifteen seconds can we cut fifteen seconds off of this so <laughs> so needless to say whenever we get something that's kind of elongated and, and going through uh, I have to kind of sit here and do my little make sure make sure Father Van Ness doesn't uh, approves it <laughs> yeah flat cat sitting behind me Dolphin Denny. <laughs> Um, and, 
All right. So this, uh, like I said, conducted this this interview interview yesterday. Um, I the the purpose that I that I want to do. I always talk about being a better ally to to, uh, people to people who are marginalized. whether it be by race, whether it be by uh, uh, gender, whether it be by your uh, your sexual orientation or any number of other things. And I've always wanted to be a better ally. Now, you and I have, uh, we the three of us, we've talked about issues before with the uh, transgender community and some of the things they're going through. But <clears throat> like I said, I'd never... I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know uh, what it was that everybody went through. So I decided that the best way for me to figure out what's going on and what people's concerns are is to actually go out and go on Twitter. And I was, I was lucky our guest um, that we had, uh, by the way, her name is uh, Ellen Sandwis, and we were able. To, uh, it really wasn't much talking. She uh, she kind of said, "Hey, you know, I I see what you're doing. I'd be more than willing to come on and talk." I said, "Oh, I'm not going to let an opportunity like this slip by." So uh, I asked our our friend Kara uh, from Kentucky, who has. Uh, she has quite a little. She has uh, established herself as uh, has has quite a biting opinion herself on some issues. So, <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> so I um, invited her to come on to kind of help me because I knew that uh, there were going to be questions that I would just it would slip my mind. And, and sure enough, she uh, she came in and pitched in and did a hell of a job in her own right. So. Uh, Anyways, this is the interview. This is Ellen Sandwis. Uh, and uh, just sit back, and, sit back and enjoy. Hi, welcome back to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. I'm John Shannon from the uh, Radio TFI Excuse me, Shaletta makes me laugh.com studio here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, we have, as you can see here on the screen, we have ourselves some guests. My, my good friend here directly uh, to my right, uh, my good friend, Kara K.R. Schultz uh, from Kentucky. Uh, Going to be running in the uh, the uh, state legislative, state house representatives election in twenty twenty four, and uh, she's uh, joined us once before here on uh, via telephone. This is here her here live, and down on our uh, our bottom screen. Uh, now, Ellen, I'm going to have your. Would you Hi. pronounce your last name uh, oh, correctly for uh, me? Ellen Sandwich. Sandwiths. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to correct because I've, I've sitting there roll when I was uh, reading it. I was, you know, Sandweiss and, you know, so I just wanted to be, be uh, um, perfectly 
I don't want to be mispronouncing people's names here. Okay. So, <clears throat> so welcome aboard, Ellen. Uh, I, I want to I want to ask you, right? Uh, Ellen uh, identifies uh, as a uh, female, transgender identifying yeah. female. Um, I want to ask you. I guess right off off the, the the top here, how long or how when did you realize that as I put it to you in text, when did you realize that you were a, a woman in a man's body? I'd say probably when I was about four years old. Um one of my earliest memories, I remember being in my mother's bedroom and uh, she had this pair of red sandals, this red pair of sandals with a chunky heel, and for some reason I just felt like yeah, I just wanted to try them on. I knew it wasn't supposed to be something that boys were supposed to do. And I just tried them on and they just, you know, I just felt almost kind of sad in a way that this is something that, you know, women have and men don't. And that was probably one of my earliest memories. Okay. Um, now, was it tough for you, uh, girl? I mean, did you continue to kind of like live? You still lived as a boy uh -huh. going to school. Yeah. And did yeah, it make did. you feel comfortable, or how did it make you feel? Through just your felt, it just felt comfortable and right wearing women's clothing. I mean, I'd done it my whole time growing up, you know, whenever I would get an opportunity to, and I just always felt that, you know, it's just kind of a really strange feeling. Like, I just felt like I just felt like something on the outside just didn't match what was on the inside. Okay. Uh and did, did you ever do this, any of this out in public or did any of your friends growing up know that uh, kind of that way? No. Well, very, very early childhood. I mean, I would sometimes, you know, even did my from my parents when I was young as five and six with my sister, we'd sometimes change clothes, you know, like, and I'd wear her sometimes. And, but I kind of quickly found out that it's probably not something that really society really, you know, accepts. And that was quite a while ago, back in the eighties. So sure. And I just, uh, kind of quickly just kind of retreated back into it being more of a thing on my own, you know, at a very early age. By the time I was seven, I kind of realized, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this in public. And so you just kind of set it aside yeah. for a while, in other words. Yeah. Well, actually, didn't really set it aside. I still did it in private, but not publicly ever again. <laughs> okay. Sure, sure. Uh, now, I believe I saw on your uh, on your Twitter feed that you were married I'm assuming you were yeah. married to a woman. Yes, for 16 years. 16 years. Yes. Uh, how would how did that work out? As far I mean, 16 years is, yeah. is a while yeah. uh, well, to be married. Yeah, well, initially she knew. I mean, I didn't really know what to quite. I wasn't even quite sure at the time what I really wanted, and I told her that she knew I did wear women's clothing. I made that clear to her, like you know, she knew that when I was we were dating, and she was supportive of it. She even tried to encourage me to go publicly and do it, you know, like I would sometimes go out, you know, on walks, not really in public, but just go out on walks dressed as a woman. I've done that fairly often. We were first dating. And then uh, after we got married and she got pregnant, she basically kind of told me that, you know, it's either this way of life for her. And I just, you know, tried to bury it as best I could. But I mean, having three kids and having them grow up too, it's, it was really difficult to find time to even, you know, do any of that again. So for a lot of years, I just kind of buried it. You know, and uh, 
you mentioned that because it's it's one of those where you know through your through your courtship time and uh-huh. through all the time you were together it seems like she was supportive but then all you know all of a sudden here here we go and now she's yeah. not supportive of you anymore and that's you know that's yeah. really sad i mean i are you able to stay amicable with her at this point in time or well, yeah we still are yes and i mean i've been after we broke up four years ago i started kind of you know picking up where i left off with that part of my life and uh i spent entire weekends as a woman even sometimes several days living as a woman i've done that for the last four years now when i've been seeing a counselor for the last two years and i'm still pre-op i haven't taken hormones yet either i mean i'm only just now beginning to open up to people in my family and circle about you know what i intend to do like my employer already knows and they're fully supportive of me and I'm going to be letting my uh, my ex-wife and my children know this week. So, so, so this is the, the basically the very beginning for you. We saw the yeah, this part of it. Yes, uh, we saw the video uh, of uh, you. Uh, that was actually kind of a, a, a you know a stunning little outfit that you had. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you wear you do you do indeed wear it nicely. I will. I will no, thank that. you. Um, do you now that that was you said that was back in 2020 is when you yeah that was of, yeah about three years ago. So this is this is all kind of a new kind. Of, you're going all the way now. Do you have a timeline as far as when you want to start? Uh, are you looking at doing hormones and surgery and the whole? the whole snap, huh? Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, actually, my doctor suggested I, you know, actually live as a woman for six months before hormones and at that. Good so idea. I'll be, that'll probably be coming fairly soon because she, you know, wanted me to basically let everybody in my social circle know that what I intend to do first and then to begin actually living as a woman for six months before I do anything further. So that'll be coming fairly soon. Kara, did you have anything you wanted to uh, add to that? Yeah, I, I actually had a couple of questions that John already asked. Um, and I guess one of the questions that I have is when you were younger and you were feeling societal pressure to present as male, you know, out in public and such, did you feel like when you were presenting as a male that you weren't being authentic or did you feel like you were some way being disingenuous with people? I'd say, yes, I did. I mean, I also felt like a lot of, you know, I guess you could say like, I felt like kind of a lot of really wondering why I was the way I was. I mean, I kind of just wish I could have just been born female would make things so much easier. And I just thought I could ever be my true self. I mean, I actually had a friend for a long time and um, I moved here from Ontario and I, I had a really close friend in Ontario. She really helped me a lot with a lot of other things, but you know, I didn't tell her that I was actually transgender until after I'd left. So I kind of felt like I just kind of couldn't even bring that part of myself, even to my closest friend at the time. I'm yeah. assuming that you were afraid of rejection. And has that been an issue for you um, with your family and the people that you've come out to already? Not a whole lot. I mean, most people have been supportive. I mean, I've never came across any, outright rejection from anybody that was close to me that I've told so far. It's only been about maybe um, six or seven people. 
but it's going to be more soon. So if but you I, could say one thing to people who may be for whatever reason, I don't understand it, their opinions. Um, but what would you say if you could say one thing to the people who don't accept you for who you are, what would you like them to know? Well, I mean, just that it's kind of not really my choice. I mean, I've even heard some people that uh, they say that it's pretending or that you're just living some kind of a fantasy thing or you're just putting on a play or something like that. But I mean, it's just the way I've always felt inside. And it's just, you know, you just get to the point where you just don't want to deny it any longer. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's never really my choice. I mean, to be the way I am, I just, you know, we just wish people, I mean, they might not agree with it, but I just wish more people would accept it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you started to come out to people and began your transitioning process, um, did you feel a sense of relief? Did you feel like your mental health has improved since you've been able to live your authentic self? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, I feel like, a, like I said, it's like a huge thousand pound weight just lifted off my shoulders when I began telling people. Good. And I made small changes in my life. I mean, I started painting my nails last few weeks. And honestly, I mean, at first I was kind of trying to hide it. But I mean, now I just don't care who sees it. I mean, if they got a question about it, they can ask me and I can tell them. I mean, if they want to know what, why I'm doing this and my hairstyle too. I started, you know, the new hairstyle too. And Yeah, I like it. I, yeah. I mean, like I said, I just don't care honestly, what people think. I mean, if they, you know, want to talk about it, they can. <laughs> Good. John, do you have anything else? Well, the one thing that I wanted to uh, to point out is that, that people, again, addressing to the people who don't understand this. Now, there's uh, you going into, I think you and I talked about this a little bit, uh, about the, the people who uh, are upset that uh, uh, students, uh, students, uh, young boys uh, transforming and being girls how it gives them some sort of an unfair advantage like in sports mm -hmm. and things along the line of that. And I'm thinking to myself that this is, uh, this is not some willy nilly decision. No, no. So long in their life. And uh, that would be to me, that would be probably the biggest thing that the, you don't just wake no. up one morning and say, geez, I think I'd like to be a girl. <laughs> I mean, I, I just uh, and no. so and you're not doing it, you know. Now you're 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 an old you're an older woman now, so yeah. you you're definitely not doing it to try to gain any advantage in sports or anything, no. any advantage in anything. You're just trying to be you, is what I'm getting out of this. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people, even older myself, that have transitioned too, and I kind of come for inspiration, and I kind of feel like it's, you know. Like I said, that my 16-year marriage kind of put things on hold for so long. And, you know, you just want to be your genuine self after a while. I mean, before, you, you know, with the time you have left. <laughs> well, especially, especially since she was so accepting in the beginning, you know, yeah. you had every reason to think that it would continue to be so. So I hmm. imagine that was quite the quite the head spinner when, when that happened. Yeah. yeah, it might have been the fact that she was, you know, we're starting a family and maybe she just didn't want that to be a part of it and. So can I ask you how old you are now? I'm 40 years old. You're 40. Okay. So, yeah, that's, uh, well, you still got a lot of life in front of you here. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. hell, I'm not kicking as much as I used to mm -hmm. at 60, but uh, 
yeah. <laughs> I'm still around. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, listen, there's a couple things. Can you uh, can you help me understand a little bit in the terminology here? Now I've heard, uh, and this one I'm I, I just I'm when I hear the word non-binary or hear the term non-binary, can you explain? what that truly means is, is it just that somebody people don't identify as either gender yeah like they just don't set to the conforms of one specific gender like or they could have characters of both or identify as one or the other or both or have some characters as one and the other okay how I, I would I would imagine that would be a that would be a real that would be even more difficult to do than uh, going from transforming from male to female or vice versa. Yeah. Cause you're just kind of like, everybody wants to put somebody in a neat little box. And that kind of comes yeah. from my generation. You know, my mm -hmm. you're either a man, you're a woman, either you're black, or you're white, either you're this or you're that. And there's no, and, and that's, so that's something generational that I even have to still get used to and try to understand. Yeah. And the best I can always come up with is it's really it's really not anybody's business. What, what it really boils down to, no. what you identify as is your business. You know, what I identify as is that's my business. What I do in my circle of life here, that is my business. That's true. And, yeah. And I think this would be so much easier for everybody involved if we just paid more attention to our to our own business, our own life in front of us here. Yeah, definitely would. So, well, and I, I say too, what does it hurt if someone wants to be referred to as they, them? If they want to be referred to as she, he, what does it matter? It's it's true. not it's not a huge burden for somebody to just. Not be no. a butthole. No, yeah, that's right. I mean, like I said, I found one of those. I was actually having a conversation with somebody a while ago, and the thing that they said to me was they, they told me that they did accept me, but they said that it was like, you know, that they're okay for me going on with my, with this way of life. But they, they say that, you know, they, they refer to it as pretending to be the opposite sex. And I mean, I, I thought, you know, a good analogy would be like, you know, would they say, if they were a Christian, would they say to a Muslim that they're just pretending to be in a religion because they're not Christian? I mean, that doesn't, you know, it's the exact same thing, really, when you think about it. Exactly. Yeah. And the question, the question would would be, if you were just pretending, listen, I could pretend to be a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, why would you? Why would you put yourself through something like that just for the sake of a, 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 a for make believe? I know. And that yeah, just my life would have been definitely better. I mean, if I, if, I mean, if I felt comfortable in my own skin and felt like if the inside matched the outside, I mean, I would have had no lot less problem in life. I mean, it would have been a lot easier, like way easier. Yeah, I don't I know the way it was. <laughs> okay, well, I'm kind of done. Kara, do you have anything left? You want to? Yeah, I do. Um, just a few, if you don't <laughs> mind. Um. If you have any fears about the transitioning process or life after your transition, what would they be? Uh, I guess my biggest fear is the actual surgery. I mean, I read a lot about it, and I mean, it's as much as I would like to feel comfortable like that. I mean, it's a real. I 
I've read about, you know, some of the complications and it's really scary thing. I mean, I just, you know, I think I would try, but I mean, I'm still got a lot of fears about the actual operation. What it'll be like after. Yeah. That's probably my biggest fear. That's quite a major surgery and it's quite a life changing surgery. Um, So I can totally understand that. And that goes back to, you know, what John just said. When people say that you're pretending, why would you put yourself through that process if that wasn't your authentic self and the way that you were intended to be? Yes, that's right. Um, If you could say anything to, um, as John said earlier, um, I'm running for office. So if you could say anything to politicians um, about how they can better serve the transgendered community, what would it be? I guess just maybe a lot more access for, especially for younger people. I mean, for, you know, education or counseling. I mean, because, you know, it's a lot more to consider if a person's younger and they want to transition for, you know, for hormones or for surgery. But I mean, I think they should definitely have a lot more access to uh, counseling, doctors, people like to be able to talk about these things and help them in those ways, especially. That's probably the biggest thing. Okay. All righty. Um, I think that's certainly have it more younger. <laughs> Right. I, yeah. I think uh, better access to mental health care all across the board yes. is something that we that we need. But especially for our, you know, our young generation individuals who are transgendered, I think that that early health care, not necessarily the transitioning, but the early mental health care um, is vital. Yes, it is. Yeah. So. But John, well, that's all, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Well, I, Ellen, I want to thank you for joining us. This was okay, a, thanks, a really an interesting uh, conversation. I've learned a lot just in this little bit of time. I, I want to learn. This oh, probably not be the first time I do something like this here. Uh, because, like I said, I want to be a better ally, plain and simple. I want to be, yeah. you know, and I cannot be a, a better ally if I don't know what the whole struggle is is all about yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Ellen Sandwis I really appreciate you joining appreciate you joining us here mm-hmm. on Thanks the text hour uh, stay in touch with us here on Twitter by the way I do want to bring something oh, up well. uh, Ellen uh, had a, a, a Twitter account that had well over 10,000 uh, 10,000 uh, followers and uh of course, we've all had our little mix-ups, our little dusts up with dust up with uh, uh-huh. Elon Musk and the way he's running Twitter. Um, so, give, so it's it's just your Twitter handle now is just simply Ellen Sandwist One, right? Yes, that's right. Okay, so uh, give her a follow here. Follow the help her follow the journey here, and uh, by all means, on your Twitter, keep us informed. Keep you know, keep uh-huh. giving. Oh, well. Information and and let's uh, let's get you uh, let's get you going in the right direction here and hopefully your journey will help others as well. So. Okay. And as John said, please please communicate your. I would really and I don't know if you are, you know, an outgoing person or an introverted person, but I really think the more you talk about this and talk about the realities of what your life is like. Mm-hmm. That would really, because you are at the beginning of your journey, so different things may arrive in the middle or at the end of your journey. So please keep talking about this because the more you talk, the more people like John and I learn. Definitely, definitely will. Good. 
Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Right, thanks, John. Okay. Right. We're back. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, indeed. All right, John. Look like looked like you were surprised there that we came back. <laughs> no, no. Who no, looked no. surprised? I was hoping <laughs> that it would go smoothly, coming or going back into our normal screen after that. Right. And well, let me let me just real quick apologize for the audio quality. Uh, now what it turns out to, what it turns out to be is uh, we have to present that a little bit different uh, in a little bit different way because uh, of the, uh, uh, the just the size of the file that was a long you know a long interview and so we had to run it a little differently takes up a little more bandwidth and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to work with trying to uh, <clears throat> get the I'll put that interview that whole interview on uh, my uh, Twitter feed and on the taxi stand hour uh, Twitter feed here a little bit uh, uh, later on here so maybe you can hear some of the things that, that might have gotten cut out but, well what uh, we're also going to try to gentlemen do what is, are you uh, can he hear me uh, what we're also going to try to do is uh, we'll, we'll take the audio and clean it up and put it on the replay so it, it'll be uh, okay. so by tomorrow and tomorrow it'll be on SoundCloud, available on SoundCloud. Also, uh, the the week the the daily replay at ten a.m. Eastern time. But we'll get it. We'll get it cleaned up. We'll, we'll Doctor Ed will uh, will do what he has to do on that. Anyway, <laughs> meatball uh, surgery. Uh, yes, meatball surgery. John, it was a nice interview. What we could hear of it, and uh, I I, I want to thank Ellen for taking Absolutely. the time. To, to discuss her situation. I know that's not always easy. And uh, like John said, this didn't just happen overnight. And it's, you know, nothing happens in a vacuum. It, it you know, it took her a long time to get this comfortable to speak about it. And, and we appreciate that. And uh, we're going to do our level best to do that interview a little more justice. We'll All be right. up for all those in it uh, with the meatball surgery today. <laughs> Sounds well. We don't have to worry about watching any football now, do we? <laughs> well, that's not entirely true either. Yeah, the no, XFL is back. Said, yeah, uh, I, might, I might tune in and check out, checked out, uh, out a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's like hemorrhoids. Also, it acts up every now and then. <laughs> well, we'll talk about football in hour two when okay. we get to when we get to Can that. Part. Can I say something when with John with the interview and whatnot? Sure. Um, and I'm not I'm not trying to be funny about this. This is, I'm being sincere. Uh, through my career uh, as an X-ray tech, I worked with a lot of women that were gay. And the one gal had mentioned to me at one time that she said, "This is not a choice." It's not something that John brought up. You just raise your hand and someday go, oh, I would really like to try doing this. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not a choice. It's how you're born. It, it just happens. Uh, and she said, with all the, the ridicule and scorn that you get, who in their right mind would just say, hey, that's what I want to do. Yes. So it's not a choice. It's, it's the way it is. And why do people think the fabric of society is going to unravel because some person changed gender? 
leave it alone. You know, get on with your own damn life and and mind your business. It's not going to involve you. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to change your life in any way. I wanted to I wanted to play this real quick just because it's it's related. Uh, I got a clip here of Candace Owens, the right wing. Uh, I remember. Yeah, exactly. But uh, this is uh, how she she says she would react if she found out uh, that her uh, grandchild was uh, transgender. Give this a listen. You mean to tell me that you basically hit up your fam and were like, hey, I'm a little mentally ill and I want you to start referring to me as a male. And your sweet little grandma, sweet, adorable little grandma wrote back to you and said, hey, so we're not going to do that. Uh, we're going to pray for you. And we are going to pray for your soul and we are going to still invite you here and we are going to still love you and you are amazing. And, but we obviously cannot participate in this mentally ill exercise. And she went to talk and she cried about being loved by her grandma. Cause that's what's happened. She, there's no rejection here. She just is saying, I'm not going to play mentally ill games. Right. And the weird part for me also is when she says, then she told my five cousins who are below the age of 10, who I wasn't going to tell. What do you mean you weren't going to tell them? You think that they weren't going to be thrown off? I mean, if a, a nine-year-old is pretty smart, you get home and everyone is calling you Michael. <laughs> just, this is going to be like, hey, why is everyone calling you Michael? Like, obviously, they had to make your cousins aware of this, this circumstance that you're going through something because you are, in fact, going through a mental illness, which was probably placed upon you by society, right? There's a, you're obviously a young woman. You're a young woman who is confused and probably confused because you're seeking attention and it is a cry for help. And your grandmother answered that cry for help by telling you that you are loved as you are and that you don't need to fall into this trap of insanity. You're the best grandma ever, by the way, because when I'm a grandma, if I get any foolishness like that, I don't know. Mm, I want to be a sweet grandma. I really do. I want to be a sweet old lady. But I feel like I might be the kind to hit somebody with a cane. I don't know. Be like, hey, I'm not calling you Michael. Psh. I feel like that would probably be me. But I will. I would have prayed for you. Somebody needs to hit her with a cane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, if whatever nonsense she's going on about there, whether somebody actually, you know, somebody's grandma wrote back. A, I don't believe that the grandma used the term meant mental illness and I exactly. feel that that is uh but of course Candace Owens is she's way the hell over there too. Yeah. I, I, I mean we all have differences. We all have different tastes. We all have uh look people have called me crazy because of certain things I like. Well you know what maybe I am but is it hurting you? Is it hurting you? If, if I believe that I was, look, I, I in a similar, maybe not similar, but all the years I was a kid growing up here in New York City, I never once felt comfortable here. I couldn't wait to get out. And I am not happy about being back. <laughs> and, and as soon as I can, I will be leaving again. Sometimes you just know. Now, being transgender, that's a whole different ba bailiwick. You know, I can't speak to that because I'm not. I am who I am, and that's I am what I am. 
Yeah, but how would you like somebody telling you that you had a mental illness because you're on a radio show with two dumb schmucks? Goons, goons is the word. Two goons. For. <laughs> I mean, come on. A mental health that? issue? I was, oh man, I wanted to climb through the screen when she said it was a mental health issue. Oh, I'd pay a dollar to see you climb anywhere. You damn right. Well, but I mean, because that that is that is an <laughs> an insult to it people is. that actually do have mental health issues. That, that is correct. There are some people that do need help. Yes, and, but if you know who you are, you're you're way ahead of uh, most of us. If you have come to the conclusion that this is who I am, okay, I was born this way. All right. How many people were born into wealthy families? And decided at some point, this just isn't for me. Yeah, it's the Menendez children. The Menendez? Yeah. They, yeah, it's they, them. Menendez brothers. But, you know, I mean, I just pulled that example out, out of my hat. But, look, Candace Owens is a right-wing troublemaker. There, there's no question about it. You could never convince her of anything that's not on the Republican talking points. And, uh you know, and that's it, the other thing. It's not a freaking political issue. Or it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. I, you just want to tell these people, get their collective heads out of their asses and pay attention to what's going on in life. Yeah, but remember, they're pro-life until the baby's born. Yeah, until you're born, born, then you're on your own. That's right. Well, it, you know, and, it, and it's funny because they always fall back. I actually have a, a, a short video here of something that uh, actually pertain a lot pertains to this is that they're coming after people who are quote unquote woke. Oh, you're woke, you know? And so I want to play this because it really does. It really does kind of uh, uh, matter here. Uh, Ed, can you give me a background here, please? Sure. Go ahead. Do your thing. Okay. Are you tired of explaining your unwavering support for guns amid constant mass shootings? Having a hard time selling people on slashing Social Security and Medicare? How's a good Republican supposed to explain all this stuff? Guess what? You don't have to, because you've got anti-woke everything. Skip that uncomfortable policy junk and stick to the culture wars. <gasps> Look, a gay M&M. <laughs> See how easy it is? All you need are a few unrelated issues and plenty of outrage, and you're on your way to anti-woke everything. Of course, you could try to explain how Republicans helped add $5 trillion to the debt when they gave rich people a huge tax cut. Or you could tell people Joe Biden is coming to take away their gas stoves. Congratulations, you're now an anti-woke cooking crusader. Anti-woke everything works great for toilets, light bulbs, bathrooms, fashion, fictional characters, books, and of course, plain old speech. Why talk about your unpopular policies when you can be outraged about candy, cooking, and cartoon characters? Anti-woke everything. Let the culture wars work for you. Well, that uh, <laughs> you know. By the way, before we before we uh, run, run out of time here, let's not let's not forget. If you didn't see the news in court this week in a Dominion lawsuit against Fox, uh, it's been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they all knew that Trump lost, and they were all lying about it. So, where is your fake news? Why it's at Fox? Why? What a coincidence! Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? 
who knew <laughs> that they weren't exactly being uh, upfront and uh at fox news and those hosts in in question hannity buckethead there uh, uh uh what the hell is his name now uh Tucker carlson huh yeah Tucker. Tucker we had a neighbor make sure you pronounce it right <laughs> now remember in a, in a previous lawsuit the fox lawyers argued that well anybody that listens to tucker carlson is you know they're out of their minds because he he doesn't you know it's entertainment it's not it's it opinion just, they try to pass it off as entertainment but after a while i mean <sighs> i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm totally spitballing here but we're, uh, you remember the whole War of the Worlds uh, uh, with uh, who Orson was it Wells. that did the Orson Welles oh. and scared the bejesus out of how many people with that radio broadcast? I think the actual number was lots. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, Ed, but, you'd enjoy that, though, but, but most of those people were in New Jersey. Yeah, lots of people in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm freaked out by it. <laughs> Again, I nailed the numbers, so leave me alone. Yeah. Anyway, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But well. that's it. You 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 if you espouse the lie enough, you're gonna get people to believe it. And you know, people don't have enough things on their mind anyway. They're gonna listen to this caca. As George Costanza said once in Seinfeld. Tell the lie often enough, you'll start to believe. You'll believe it exactly. Right. So, speaking of lies, no lion coming up here in hour number two. As we uh, lots lots of close close calls this week. Not only in one hit wonders, but also in the and uh, John Ed versus the spread. It's uh, these guys don't know the results, and it it's gonna be it's gonna be something. I, I believe I know the results. I don't <laughs> believe you do. All right. Well, in this, in that case, uh, let's go ahead and take our little, our take our little pause. We'll be back here with hour number two, just killing time in just a couple minutes. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. You know you're bound to drive me away. Get on the telephone with your girlfriend Your conversation, baby, ain't got no end You yaggity, 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 yaggity all the time You keep on talking, baby, drive me out of my mind You talk too much I can't believe the things that you say Every day If you keep on talking, baby You know you're bound to drive me away Afternoon, I start the napping. You walk into the room with them jaws are flapping. You keep that motor mouth moving morning, noon, and night. You keep on talking, baby, make my hair turn white. You talk too much. I can't believe the things that you say every day. If you keep on talking, baby, you know you're bound just to drive me away. Try to put me through some kind of test Begging you, baby, won't you give it a rest You talk about people that you don't even know Give it up, baby, I'm gonna pick up and blow You talk too much 
You found Just Killing Time with John and Ed. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. If you are watching live, the comment section is open. From a payphone, call collect. while I whip this out. <laughs> I was riding on a train to Austin, Texas When a very lovely lady sat next to me When she got up to eat, she asked if I would hold her sight. I was more than happy to, and now there's more I'd like to do. I want to kiss her, but she won't let me. I want to whisper sweet nothings in her ear. I want to hold her behind closed doors and more. I want to kiss her, but she won't let me. When she returned, she said she was an actress. She showed me an album of pictures of her opening, which she'd been sitting on. Seemed as sweet as she could be But I could clearly see She was the kind of girl Who stole men's hearts Then wrecked on I wanna kiss her But she won't let me I wanna whisper Sweet nothings in her ear I wanna hold But she won't let me Well, I'll never forget That train ride down to Austin We shared a seat And we shared our tales But as my heart tried to leave her behind Regrets are all I find Cause I that girl in the end 
Censorship. There are words that mustn't slip to truly tell you how I feel for K. So, if you see K in Tijuana, I'll see you in Tijuana too. Now, if you see K, tell her I miss her each day, and the FCC won't let me sing this song I wrote today. Now, if you see K. Take her hand, gently say That after this transmission I'll be out in 90 days Oh, if you see K in Tijuana Then I'll see you in Tijuana Go, wanna go, I gotta see you in Tijuana It is indeed. Welcome back here to Just One Time here on Radio TFI. Again, on the Radio TFI streaming network. By the way, I want to apologize for those who do uh, catch this on Facebook through friends of the Taxi Stand Hour. With everything I did, I done forgot to put the link up to the YouTube feed until just now. So, oh, shock. But never fear, it's there now all taken care of so thanks again oh. for joining us here uh, uh from the shalata makes me laugh.com studio in st paul minnesota i'm john shannon over there to my left in the radio tfi executive tower it is the one and only ed van ness once again good morning sir good morning kids and kittens we trust you've had a fine and fantastic week and, and we got to figure this out. We got to figure out who the hell's going to introduce him. All right, go ahead. you go ahead. And down there in the Wally Cox box, there in uh, uh, from it is my good friend, the one and only Bill Fancher. What's up? Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, peanut butter and then a sandwich. The peanut butter box is here. We knew we had to get it in there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> What's a day without the peanut butter box? I'll tell you what. <laughs> John, still playing? I'm still here. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Do your thing. I'm, I'm, I'm still here. Just kind of waiting for... Uh, Waiting for that music as we get ready to start our. Well, uh, you have to cue, you have to cue the band, sir. You have to let the band know you're ready. 
push the freaking button already. <laughs> And we have a handful of birthdays here for this upcoming week. Uh, hey, today, Smokey Robinson uh, turns 83 years old. But, Dad, it's Smokey. Uh, Seal, the artist known as Seal, turns 60. And you know what movie propelled him to fame? Uh, Batman. I'm Batman. Rose. I'm Batman. How about that? You didn't think I'd know that, did you? No, I did not. He played He played what? He didn't play he, anybody. He, the uh, theme song in the back. The theme song on that. Kiss from a Rose. Kiss from a Rose. And hmm. Batman. Okay. Uh, Monday, Rihanna turns 36. Hey, this just in. This is a Radio TFI exclusive. Rihanna is pregnant with her second child. Who does thunk it? Who? This we've been sitting on this for a week now. I didn't, it. Okay. I didn't realize that anybody really cared. To be honest with you, but she made a big to do about it at the Super Bowl. You goons. I, I, all you had to do was watch it. You didn't need to have her tell you. That's true. Well, at the end, she opens up her coat, and there it is for sure. Well, it's like, okay, how many Snickers you've been eating, dear? Hey, now. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Wow. Oh, that did kind of come across wrong, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little bit. I'll just off all Texas. I'll take that back. There you go. Cards and letters. Uh, let's see. Also, Monday, Cindy Crawford turns 57 years old. No. No. no she does not. Her mole may be 57, but that young lady is forever 21. And I will fight anybody to near exhaustion about it. <laughs> uh, also, the round mound of sound. Charles Barclay turns 60. That goes back long before Barkley. We used no, to that, well, that was the round mound of rebound, was Charles. Oh, yeah. No, we used to have we used to have a dispatcher refer to himself as the round mound of sound. Yo, a bunch of knuckleheads. This is terrible. <laughs> terrible. I'm terrible. And join me in, in join me in wishing an, an early happy birthday to the one and only Mitch McConnell, who turns eighty one years old. Oh, the turtle. Yeah, now we got that bad taste out of my mouth. Uh, nice. uh, on <laughs> yeah, on Tuesday, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt turns forty four. Nope. She is uh, twenty one. <laughs> Grammar turns 68 on Tuesday. <clears throat> Who did? I'm sorry, I missed that. Kelsey Grammar. Grammar. Oh, Frazier. Okay. Frazier, there you yeah. go. Uh, on Wednesday, Drew Barrymore turns 48 years old. Forever seven. I was just going to say it. <laughs> Firestarter. 
No, uh, baby, E.T. E.T. Oh, E.T. Okay, that's right. I forgot about that. Now, do you know the stories about her grandfather? Uh, her the grandfather. The great swashbuggler. Yeah. John Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he was a world-famous drunk. <laughs> Ethel Barrymore, or, uh, I think great aunt. Uh, the acting Barrymores. Anyway. Uh, also on Wednesday, Julius Irving, the one and only Dr. J, turns 73. God bless him. All right, I'll give you a sidebar on that and see how many of you people know the trivia question to this one. Uh-huh. I saw him play in his very first professional basketball game. Uh-huh. Where and for who? You saw him probably playing. I'm trying to remember. He, I think he was with the, wasn't he with the Kentucky Colonels in the eight? It was certainly the ABA. <laughs> Wrong answer. Or was Please it, try uh, again. Was it the Nets? Now, well, he was playing for the new, uh, I believe playing for the Nets, but he would have been playing in probably. Virginia. I don't know. He played for somebody before he played for the Nets. I want to the say ABA, that- it was the ABA, and it was the right. Virginia Squires. That's who I was trying to get I, to. I, there I you go. Knowing your history, I knew Virginia had to have been mentioned. <laughs> well, see, I didn't have that, but I had. I anyway, yeah, no, he was definitely ABA, and he was. Yep. Uh, we well, you, you right. had to, you had to get to the college see him before the the game for warm ups to just watch Doc in warm ups. I mean, the guy was six foot eight, but was seven foot nine with his afro. And yeah, yeah. I mean, right. uh, everything. Quick, so good for before, Doc. Before we move on, name the teams that, that made the uh, the merge from the ABA. Uh, to the, the Pacers, the, the Nuggets, believe it or not, the Nets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, it was San Diego, the Clippers, eh. and uh, Denver Nuggets. You said the Nuggets twice. It wasn't the, San Diego okay. the Clippers. It wasn't the Clippers. It wasn't the Clippers. I thought they were the ABA team. I will tell you this much. I'll give you a hint. The, oh, that, the Indiana Pacers. Sorry. You already mentioned them. Okay. The team, the other team, the fourth team was based. Are you sure? Wasn't it the Carolina Cougars? San Antonio. San Antonio. Oh, that's right. The San Antonio Spurs. You're right. I'm sorry. Yep, San Antonio Spurs with the Iceman. There was supposed George Gervin. There was supposed to be a fifth team. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember it. But to this day, the estate of the owners of that team still get money from the NBA. Really? For the buyout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a complicated thing. I was reading about it cool. a couple of years ago. Anyway, all right. So we've uh, we've sucked enough juice out of uh, Doctor J. J. <laughs> <laughs> and then some. Also, uh, Khalil Mack. The football player turns 32 on Wednesday. Uh, on Thursday, uh, Dakota Fanning turns 29. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, the former Minnesota t- Timberwolf, turns 26. But really, from my end, that should have gotten... Uh, and I would have gotten that too, Ed. I'm sorry. Uh, I had no clue. Good for him, but happy birthday. Also, Niecy Nash turns mm. 52. She's she's lying about her age. And another uh, another basketball player used to used to play or do his wares in Minnesota. 
Andrew Wiggins turned 28 years old. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins? Chief Wiggins from, from The Simpsons used to play <laughs> Chief Wiggins. <laughs> Moving on. On, Moving. Friday, on Friday, Floyd Merriweather Jr. turns 46. And even if you're not a okay, going out to Saturday, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you'll know who this guy is. The the one and only styling and profiling Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Turns 74 years old on Saturday. Woo! Oh, is that our final? Uh no. Uh Chelsea Handler also uh has a birthday on Saturday. She's 47. Really? And least and last, uh, also on Saturday, Carrot Top, who will turn 58 years old. And his face is nine. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Now, just a quick Carrot Top thing. When I was attending uh, Broward County Community College, I saw him, this was very early in his career, he was playing the cafeteria, no kidding. <laughs> and this was in the middle of the day. I got to see, you know. He, by the way, look at Carrot Top. Tell me he's not wearing makeup. Either that or it's Joan Rivers in drag. I don't know. I mean, I mean the guy is jacked. There's no question about oh, that. Oh, no he, doubt about that. He is jacked. Well... Well, birthdays are done. What what could we possibly have left to do? Hmm. I wonder. I don't know. I wonder, wonder. I was on a Shanana kick on uh, YouTube earlier this week. Oh, no. I went down a deep rabbit hole. They were very good. And I watched, During their spin, they were, yes. I, I, I watched. I saw them live once. And... Uh, it was something. Oh, oh! Uh, did uh, do you, are you guys aware that there was a football game last week? There was. I heard was. something about it. I can't quite remember what it was, though. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, what is? Yeah. Actually, yeah. it's it's time. Like it or not. Let's delve into this. <laughs> It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. We can forget the rest of the script because none of it, none of it matters right now. The season is over. The points are all locked in. Good morning, Steve. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Well, 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 well. No, I'd rather join Steve in Denver. Well, you can still hear us. You can tell you that. <laughs> There's a good reason I'd rather be in Denver. So they play. They played <laughs> Super, Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Seven last week. Was that what that was? That's what that was. Oh, I caught the halftime show. You caught, yeah, Rihanna. Turns out she's pregnant. Who knew? <laughs> so we've got. Let's. We we had a bunch of prop bets last week. Ten of them. 10 or 11, something like that. Let's uh, let's see how we did, boys. What do you say? What let's do you say? not. So, 
There we go. Well, let's, let's not and say we did. Well, here we go. Let's let's start with the basics. Uh, Bill, Bill, you were the only one that picked the game correctly with the proper amount of points. Go uh, figure. That should, that should be KC up there. That that should be a KC logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the graphics department did poorly. So uh, we all got the over, even Gerald. Uh, John and Gerald would have won on the game had they not gone for two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just, look, I took the Eagles. And uh, by the way, if you weren't paying attention, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl 38-35. Yay, Chiefs. And a yeah. boy, great googly moogly. Great googly moogly. All right, now we also had some prop bets going on there. Let's, uh, what, what do you say we go through them? So there was the kickoff temperature. The actual, <laughs> the actual temperature at kickoff was 76 degrees. None of us got it right, but I missed it by one stinking degree. Oh, was, are you going to go into a rant like Gerald does now? No, 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 no. It would have been okay. worth a point. Uh, the coin toss, the coin toss came up tails. Everybody but Bill got that. That was worth go figure. Uh, one point. The first score, we... Uh, uh, Gerald and I picked Philly. We were right on that. That was worth three points for us. Moving on, passing yards, passing yards. The uh, I came within eighteen yards of that bad boy. I should get a lot of points for that. You got uh, what'd you get? You got ten points for that. Should get twenty. You got ten. I want twenty. Damn it! None of us came close in the rushing yards. No, unfortunately, Hill goes. I I nailed it. For uh, uh, the number of field goals, got five points for that. Okay, now I got a question for you. Yeah, yes, sir. Are those made field goals or attempted field goals? Because you didn't specific, you didn't specify made field goals. Nah, because I just because you missed it. Just because he missed it. You and I actually talked about this, sir. I know, but we're going to talk about it again. Okay, well, same. It's going to be the same discussion. It was made field goals. Yeah, you communist. That may be, but <laughs> it doesn't change anything. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, safeties. Now, now you guys pretty much were guaranteed uh, five points each on this one because neither one of you picked picked any safety. You said zero safeties. That's what it's Gerald, there's only been two safeties in the history of the Super Bowl, and he picks two in one game. That's Gerald. Just be glad Gerald's not coming on the air today, okay? And Oh, good for him. Turnovers. None of us got it right. There was one turnover in the game. Yeah, that, was, su- that was surprising. Yeah, Gerald and I came close. I had two. He had zero. Uh, punts. J- uh, Mr. Shannon, you nailed that exactly. Uh, that was worth five points. He got four. There were four punts. Bill and Gerald each had five. I was way off. I was way off. And uh, touchdowns, touchdowns. Gerald got that for ten points. Uh, nine touchdowns in that game. That was it. Was let's face it, it was high scoring game. scoring game. Total points. None of us got. It was seventy three total points. I know. In the game, and none of us. Gerald was the closest with 66, uh, and even still, uh, well, he missed getting points. He would, If you were, had been within three points, you would have gotten five. He was within four. He missed it. So 
So there is your, uh, there's all your prop bets and, and all that. Now, I'm sure you'd like to know what the total scores are. Now, oh, please, you? please tell us the totals. All right. Now, you're going to be surprised at this, and, and the controversy comes at the end. When everything was tallied up, mm -hmm. well, here's the final scores. Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong one. I was going to say, I had 59 going into the game. <laughs> wrong damn card up. Which, which, you didn't, which you didn't realize is none of this meant a damn thing. That's it. That's it. It was all. <laughs> all of this was for nothing. I'm claiming myself the champion. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those must have been Dominion voting machines. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find the gosh darn thing now. Oh, what did I do with it? Ah. I apologize, folks. We're gonna get there. I, I promise. Well, hey, you. hey, keep that sound bite, John. Ed apologized. Keep that sound bite, would you? Hopefully, <laughs> I'll have to remember to pull that up. Because <laughs> that happens once in uh, once in a blue moon. Yes, pretty much. All right. So there's Are the. Are you uh, kidding me? Don't get excited. Did he really? Holy. So at, the, so at the end, Bill and I ended up in a tie with 86 points apiece. So you're saying we have to duke it out? No, no, we've already duked it out. <laughs> John Shannon finished with 65. Gerald trailed with 53. So we now, split the sippy cup, huh? Well, no, we don't do that either. Oh, I see. Here, okay, now, before we even say anything, I know how this is going to play out. This is going to go in Mr. Van Ness's way since he is the administrator of well, the game. That's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily false. Coin flip. <laughs> well, what, what we do, what the board decided to do was go through the entire season. Oh, God. Hey, but I was perfect there for a while, so I had the best string. And count how many actual wins. Doesn't matter how many points you went for, but okay. how many actual wins. Well, this could be interesting. And that was the tiebreaker. You want to take a guess on how many actual wins you had? And that includes the postseason. 212? No, sir. You're not even in the you're one digit too many. <laughs> 12. <laughs> yeah, 12. And I had 12 in a row at one time. So, no. You, you, had, you had 39 correct picks throughout cool. the course of the season. Unfortunately for you. Unfortunately for me, as I predicted. I, uh, it's, not, it's not fair. It's not fair. We're going to storm the Queen's Tower. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I again, I, I hate to be the guy to do this. No, you and don't. No, you I don't. Know, <laughs> I, I know how much, but the uh, the champion for the 2022 season of John and Ed versus the spread. It's me. Yay, by the, me. By the skin of your ass. <laughs> and for those of you not listening on the radio, I'm holding up the mock-up of this year's sippy cup. They uh, the printers have not have not uh, given us the, the final version, but that's. That's so is uh, is this sippy cup going to have names on it, and it'll be passed around like the Stanley Cup does? Or I don't know. John has one. Ask him about his. Yeah, well, John. <laughs> yeah, but John cheated to get his, and I just got <laughs> cheated out of one. 
Be that as it may. John, yeah. <laughs> did you ever receive yours yet? Uh, no. Yeah, it's a, shipping it's a shipping problem. Yeah. It's out of my hands, but but you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, let's uh let, let's have a big cheer for me. What do you say? That's it. You got a Bronx cheer for that. <laughs> now, that being said, had we not done the uh what you call things, the prop bets, okay? Yeah, let's see how that turned out. Uh the prop bets, Bill picked up 17 points. Mm-hmm. Gerald picked up 16 points. Really? Did I he now? I picked up 13. And uh, John, you you picked up 11. I remember that five. That was a freebie. <laughs> hey, I hit the coin toss. I was happy about that. Yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. In, I was first time in six years I've missed a coin toss. You damn know, it. it was funny. I was thinking that I was like, he he just made this whole big thing, and you're the only one that missed it. <laughs> so anyway, I'd like to thank everybody involved, which is me. Uh, I'd like to thank the producers, which is me. I'd like to thank the director, which is me. Uh, Gerald's personal assistant, which is me. And uh, seriously, guys, it was a good season. It was a very good season. I thought we all did very well. We had our ups and downs. Uh, I'm not, you know, to be quite honest, I got a little hot at the end. <laughs> I did. I did. I got hot at the end. Well, that's how teams wind up making it to the game. So, yeah, yeah. I, I had mean, my perfect string in the middle of the season. I mean, what helped me a lot was like at the wild card. I got five out of six wild card weekend. And, uh, I mean, the last few weeks, uh, that week 15, when we went six games for whatever reason, I don't remember, Maybe it was things, uh, but I got six out of six and, uh, I, you know, I was on, I got on some nice little streaks there. Not that you didn't build. Well, I did well with the preseason picks too. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Let me, let me get back down to that. You, uh, well, you, you beat us all. You picked up six points. Gerald got three points out of that. John and I each got a point. <laughs> and, and that was. I got a rock. <laughs> that was the spelling your name correctly point. That's it. That's, you know, and uh, we'll have some tweaks for next year. For next season. And oh, uh, I, I think one of the things we're going to do next year with the preseason picks is just. Uh, just do like a general wild card, whichever three team, you know, you don't have to pick from a division. Just, uh, anyway, we, we've got, we've got some things in mind, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens. We thank you for joining us this year on our, on our journey through the, uh, NFL season. And, uh, look, as the XFL approach, uh, starts <laughs> and, uh, the USFL shows up in a month or so. Mm-hmm. When it comes to gambling on football, John, uh, what is it we always say when it comes to using real money, uh, uh, betting with our picks? What is it we always say about that? Yeah, just, just put down the crack pipe. <laughs> down the crack pipe. That's what we say. Because if anybody least, followed our picks this year, their home is in foreclosure. Well, that's not uh, entirely true. <laughs> or at least they lost their car. I mean, you know, come on. For my picks, uh, I had... And I remember I pick all the games throughout the season. Uh, this is 
Uh, I went 145 and 110 for the year with a 560. It's actually a pretty good ratio. It's about where I am every year. I'm I'm right about just under 600 uh, every year. I get right in there. So, you know, over the long haul, I do pretty well. You'd have made money off that. I'd have made a little. I'd have made a quit, you know, but I would have had to put a down the crack pipe. Two. I would have had to, you know, you got to put down that crack pipe. So, uh, yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Now the heat's on in this blasted room. And- <laughs> don't open the window. We get to listen to the airliners. But again, don't forget, this is, uh, that. that's your. Yeah, okay. Thank you so but very much. You're listening on our video. That is my picture with. Again, have John. John will show you his whenever he gets it. No, he won't. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Why not? Why wouldn't you want to see it? I just don't want to. They're beautiful. Oh, good. You've seen them? Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Stand back. I forgot how big this gets. That's it. Got one right here. There you go. All right. Well, that's uh, we gotta get closing. Music I got your there. sippy cup. <laughs> hey now, I, I got, got your sippy cup ready. Hey now. Well, uh, before we move on, let's uh, talk briefly uh, football. I watched parts of the two XFL games yesterday. They weren't horrible. And did you I have a crack pipe? I had a little one. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. But they're playing actual football. There's no stunts. There's no. This league they're doing. Your point after is after a touchdown, it's you can go for one point from the two yard line, two points from the five and three points for the 10. And one of the coaches yesterday screwed up Riley. They, they, they scored a touchdown, which put him seven ahead. And he only went for the one, which put them eight ahead. Uh, long story short, he should have gone for two. It wasn't that big of a difference. And uh, the other team came this close. This close. <laughs> they missed their point after attempt. They scored a touchdown. So now they were within two. They went for two and and missed it. I only watched a little bit of the night game. So they only get one for kicking, or do they have to go for it? No, no, you don't each- kick. Okay, no kick. kicking. All right, that's what I thought. No, there's, there's no kicking. Uh, the opening kickoff, or any kickoff, both teams line up about five yards apart. But no team, neither team can move until the ball is caught. Oh, that's kind of so, cool. Well, it, it doesn't give guys time to, you know, get up speed, and it reduces injuries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it was interesting. And they didn't go crazy with the uniforms. And, again, the rules yeah. aren't aren't wacky you know they're just, i like i like this one rule that that they actually kind of considered for the nfl with the onside kick and i thought you know what is actually kind of a cool deal instead of actually kicking the onside kick you got the ball at your 25 yard line and it was fourth and 15 right I like and if that you too. made it you could keep going and yeah. i thought you know that gives somebody a little bit better chance at, right, at because- getting an onside kick because right now, I, I mean, the way the rules are right now, I, I think, what, maybe half a dozen onside kicks were recovered? Yeah, I believe the percentage of recovering an onside kick is less than 10%. Actually, even lower than that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, but I know, I, I know what you're talking about. 
I heard that and I said, that's not a horrible idea. No, I thought that sounded cool. That's kind of like the, uh, uh, the overtime games in NCAA, you know, now, I don't know what, what do they do? Oh, they, they, you know, you get first down from the 20 yard line, you get four downs, oh. you know, oh, and go oh. from there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I, for some reason I thought basketball, I don't know why uh, <laughs> that's, that's where I am. Uh, Oh, hey, look who's joined us, John Shannon. Hey. Hey, John. I'm just sitting here listening to you two ramble. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, sir, let the I, band know. Let's push the damn button. And now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present the battle of the one-hit wonders. Here's your match official, John Shannon. All right, let's get right into it here with the first challenger for this week from 2003. This is Fountains of Wayne. You know I'm not the little boy that I used to be. I'm all grown up now, baby, can't you see? Stacy's mom has got it going on. She's all I And the other challenger, this is goes all the way back to 1969 with Zager and Evans. In the year 3535, ain't gonna need to tell the truth, tell no lies. Everything you think, do, and say is in the pill you took today. In the year 4545, ain't gonna need your teeth, won't need your eyes. You won't find a thing to choose. Nobody's gonna look at you. And our once again returning champion from You okay back there? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a frog in the studio. Oh, look, there he goes now. There he goes. Kermit. Kermit the frog. Kermit was here. Bud. Yeah. Boys. Er. All right. You guys ready for, for some results here? Yeah, let's bring no. it on. No, actually, we're not. You're not? We're well, not. Ugh. Well, damn. Bamp for a second. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah, we had a technical mishap here. <sighs> okay, go ahead. Is that frog jumping your pants there or what? 
something that none of us will really be proud of. Hey, moved around. Exactly. All right. Well, here is your winner. And new battle of the one hit wonders champion. It is Fountains of Wayne with Stacy's mom. She's got it going on. So there we go with this week's new champion, Stacy's mom. Got it going on, man. I tell you, what was that? Ten, was that a 10-week run or 11-week ten run? 10-week. Run for Twisted Sister. Too oh, damn much. 
Oh, come on, man. Too damn much. Well, so. Twisted Sister has been dethroned. And uh, Twisted Sister dethroned my pick. And now my pick is dethroned Twisted Sister. John, how about some numbers, pal? Jeez, when is when is one of Bill's picks going to... Shut up! Don't even get me started on that! Don't antagonize him. <laughs> Poor God. bastard. I think I just had an aneurysm. God, save something because when he sees what's coming up next. Oh. <laughs> All right. So here's how, here's how it shook out. Uh, and like I said earlier, this was this was a tight one. This was uh uh because then it was all all over the board uh, on Twitter. Uh, actually, year twenty five twenty five ran away with it on Twitter with fifty five uh, percent of the vote. Hmm. And uh, Stacy's mom and uh, and uh, we're not going to take it. You know, we're not going to take it. Only had twenty seven percent, eighteen percent for Stacy's mom on Twitter. Facebook, oh. though it was a uh, it was a quite different story. Uh, Stacy's mom garnered fifty uh, percent of the vote on uh, Facebook, where uh, we're not going to take it. Only got thirty six percent of the vote, and year twenty five twenty five only got eight percent of the vote on uh, uh, Facebook. For now so the, the actual total. I'm sorry, what'd you say? No, go ahead. Finish with the actual totals. My my bad. The actual the actual totals, uh, Stacy's mom wound up with 36% of the vote, whereas uh we're not gonna take it in the year 2525 tied at 32% of the vote. Wow. Wow. Now impressive. I, I, I saw the Twitter poll. Uh, Thursday or Friday, and it was neck and neck between Stacy's mom and Twisted Sister. Now, Bill tells me he saw the Facebook poll. When he saw it, it was the other way around. It was... So, anyway, so there's a new champion. We appreciate mm -hmm. it. And uh, so, Bill, I think it is it is Bill's turn this week, well, isn't I it? See, why do you even tell people that? Because now they're just sitting back waiting. Oh, so but it's this, gonna, this is gonna. This is Bill. Bill throws out there. Let's just throw it in the trash. But you know, I heard this song in the stadium during the XFL yesterday. No joke. I. You should have. They were pumping up the home crowd. It was. Which is at least something that the XFL has going. See now, and the and the reason I picked this song was when I was in the Navy and out in San Diego in the barracks. Every time this song would come on the radio, the entire barracks shut down, the doors opened, everybody's running around the corridors. <laughs> so, okay, we'll see how it plays out. All right, John, let's. Wait, well, here we saying? go from uh, from 1983. This is Quiet Riot. Thank you. 
if I ever told you how much I really hate songs where they just completely repeat the same lyric over and over and over and over and works you mean like this. I want to rock and roll all night let's kiss <laughs> so I, I yeah I don't have a lot of I, I don't care much for that kind of I'd song say, it, it's a great song it's a great partying song that's the sure. kind of song that you bounce around the bar you're running into people and everybody's screaming at the top of their lungs and uh, now yeah. I got to say, I'm not going to give it away because, but I think this next rock and roll classic that one of our listeners has provided, Bill, I think you're just going to, well, I'll let you (laughs) Well, what the hell, right? I I think you'll love it, actually, to tell you the truth. I think so. All right, let's see Um, what a one-hit wonder. I I thought, uh, yeah, I think you'll like this one. Anyways. John, let's let's just give the year and nothing else. Okay. This is from 1977. So many nights I'd my window Waiting for someone to sing me his song So many dreams I kept deep inside me Alone in the dark But now you've come along And you
Just for Mr. Bill Thatcher. You have no idea how much PTSD is involved in that stinking song. It was number one for ten weeks in a row. Who were the idiots that were buying that song to be Just exactly as we expected. <laughs> Couldn't have scripted that any better. No, no, that that went precisely the way <laughs> when, when when we saw this song was coming oh, up. Guys, are, there was oh, actually a discussion oh, yesterday of changing the song, and I won't get into that. But I said, no, we need to put this up there so I can watch Fancher just lose it. <laughs> Bill, you if did you not know the backstory to that. You'd be <laughs> you did not disappoint, my friend. No, that was. Oh, I'm going to cry now. Well, let, let, let's let's give the official. The, John, tell him the title and the. No, let's not. It, it was uh, "You Light Up My Life," Debbie Boone <sighs> from 1977. That was actually submitted to us by uh, Twitter uh, follower and listener. She goes by yourself, Snowman. She actually submitted one other song earlier. We yeah, were- she's she's doing some snow. That's for damn sure. Somebody's doing some Ooh. snow. Woo! That was that it was well what you know, it was well worth six years and everything <laughs> we counted to get to this point. I can I can end this show right now, walk away. I we've done everything we could possibly do. I'm like Jimmy Carter. I'm ready now. I performed everything in in my radio life. And uh, the only thing we missed was Bill's head actually firing off. <laughs> His uh, his shoulders. I think the only- to- I couldn't find any sharp instruments. Unfortunately, well, my wife has got them all away from the station here. Oh, we 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 got we got those cheeks redder than they've ever been. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, okay, I'm still alive. Yeah, with that, like That's I said, trying on our part. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, folks, that uh, gong meant it is uh, time to wrap it up for... Oh, yay! So, uh, uh, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks again to uh, uh, Ellen uh, Sandwis and to my buddy, uh, Kara. We'll talk to you next week. For Ed, for Bill, I'm John. And I got the money. Yes, dear. Yes, I'm listening. Oh, I heard every word you said, honey. Yes. Yes, dear. Oh, I agree. You're right. Yes, you're always right. Yes, dear. Radio T F I.